Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Star and Five podcast. Of course, I'm not the captain because the captain got married and he's out here being fast as with his wife, but it is what it is. Now, salute to them and salute to Shikey. Um, I guess I'm the, the the host for the day, Tab Shakir Point Center running this thing. What's going on, man? First of all, huge shouts to the to the to the cap. You know, amazing wedding. They looked they look great. Um, you know, they, they get back from their honeymoon. Thank God. You know what I'm saying? Cause you, you can't do too much without your captain. So we're going, we're going, we're going to do what we can with that on one week. And then we, and then we have them back, but I am the Desmond Bang of the group. I'm going into my second year of the starting five. So I'm ready to take all the shots. The Desmond Bane of the group. Ooh. I'm the Desmond Bane of the group or the Desmond main of the group. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that was trash. And anywho, again, of course, shout out to the captain on his wonderful, wonderful weekend. Him and his wife were lovely. Uh, shout out to them. Hopefully we'll have them back next week. But this is your guy, the chief of staff of Dylan Brooks Island, somehow recovered because I did celebrate the birthday just yesterday. So I'm fully recovered. And this this going to be the juice man year. I'm 32. So this this the OJ year, hopefully. Let's hope Dylan Brooks plays like year one OJ and not uh, the last two years that he was here in Memphis. But anyway, what's uh, good? I think, I think we probably could have went with OJ to Juice Main. Honestly, we probably could have went with that one and rolled it. <laughs> hey. Keep rolling. Make the like, hey. uh, Speaking of rolling, I'm rolling back in here. Hey, um, hey. man, I've been out hiatus and stuff, man. Um, again, shout out to the cap. Shout out to Trevor. Shout out to Skyler. Tuga Hoju is holding it down on the ones and twos as well. Um, but, man, glad to be back, man. Back in the paint, back in the post where I belong. Let's get done. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Go Grizz. Let's get Speaking it. Let's get it. Speaking of <laughs> Well, we're going we gonna to keep it rolling, like I said, man. So the Grizz keeping it rolling and trading all of my favorite damn players, but that's neither here nor there. Well, actually, it's here now. Uh, so let's start off with the Grayson Allen trade. Uh, we This is our first pod since all of the trades that went down. So um, if you've been missing us, we've been missing y'all for sure. Uh, we're back now, better than ever. You know, some of us are still on vacay, but, you know, we do this shit for y'all. So, you know, <laughs> uh, so let's start off with the Grayson Allen trade. Grayson Allen was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks for Sam Morrell and two future second round picks. Um, y'all know how I feel about Grayson Allen. Hate to see him go, but he's going into a championship team, uh, especially when Pat Connaughton went down. Uh, Grayson can be somebody that can fill that void and do much more in that system. So how y'all feel about Grayson Allen no longer being a part of the Memphis Grizzlies? Definitely, uh, for us, sad to see him go. I think, you know, we as you know, as we are a small market team, you know, we you know, we kind of embrace the players that come that that come and want to be here. Grayson Allen was definitely one of those people. Um, he had great interviews. He loved the city. Um, and so I think we all loved him back. So it was kind of sad to see him go. Um, but this trade actually made sense to me. I think on the last podcast, I was dumbfounded. I was lost. Um, didn't understand what the heck the Grizzlies were doing. Um, but this trade actually makes sense um, because, you know, coming from last season, I think part of my issue was we couldn't, we couldn't, the Grizzlies couldn't get consistency at that two guard position, whether it was Grayson Allen, some games, you know, Desmond Bain, you know, trying to watch him grow. And then also the Anthony Melton too. So to kind of clear some of that, you know, that, that, 
that jam that you have at that two car, you kind of had to get rid of somebody. And I think Grayson Allen was kind of he's he was up for a contract extension um, very soon, if I'm not mistaken. So to kind of not even having to worry about that down the road, go ahead and trade him um, for at least, you know, some movable pieces with those two second round picks that you just talked about, too. Um, so it, for those two reasons there, again, you know, to clear the jam of the two guard position and to acquire two. Um, future second round picks and whatever you decide to do with them. I think that's why the trade makes sense to me. Yeah, you couldn't really explain it any more, any better than that. This is basically was a personnel move. We definitely needed someone at the two guard position. And I think given the play, and I think we'll get to it later, given the way Desmond Bain has played in the summer league, kind of made this decision relatively easy for uh, the Grizzlies because you still have Desmond Bain, obviously, on this rookie deal. Grayson Allen was in the contract year, so unfortunately, he was the odd man out. We just gave DeAnthony Melton an extension. So at this point, you have to figure something out at the two-guard two spot moving forward. And unfortunately, Grayson just had to be the odd man out. Um, again, this is cap flexibilities, uh, accumulating assets. I hate to see Grayson go, but it is what it is, man. That's all I got. Yeah, well, I'm glad here's we have like a general consensus that we all are sad that Grayson has left. Um, you're talking about a player that comes from a great system. I'm not talking about the Grizzlies. I'm talking about from Duke. Um, and the years that he played there under uh, Coach K, who's also about to go into what his final year as well uh, for Duke. Um, and so you don't get a lot of players that actually go four years in college and underneath that type of tutelage, right? And then um, come to the NBA. And I think he was still steadily progressing. Um, but as we all have mentioned before, even this was last year when we first started with starting five, we just had too many guards. Um, and so someone had to go. Um, this is the role of GMs um, and personnel, people in the personnel department that have to deal with this all the time. Unfortunately, um, someone had to go. It wasn't gonna be Melton because we were already paying him uh, to me too much right now. Uh, we'll see how that progresses. He's about like eight or nine million a season. Um, and then of course, Desmond Bain and, and what he's done in his progress, we don't want to halt that progress anymore. So you think about what Jai can do with Desmond Bain, I think is a little bit better or more suited for what we want the Grizzlies to be, um, as opposed to what Grayson Allen could be. Now, kudos to Grayson Allen for what he did uh, in that bubble as well. Um, and also helping us secure that play-in win, so to speak, to me, um, against the Warriors. Um, so he'll always be a, a special part here at the Grizzlies Nation. But, you know, we got to rock forward um, and towards the championship ring this year. Um, and so kudos to him. But we got to keep the train moving. We can't keep everybody. Got to move on. Good, good. Great points, y'all. And, and shout out to the Grizz front management for recognizing uh, that, hey, we can still – use a player like Grayson, right? Like we see Sam Morrell, who's, you know, some would say is a carbon copy of, of Grayson Alley, you know, probably not as, you know, in defensively intensified, but, you know, they're both 6'4", they're both good shooters. So um, I'm expecting Sam Morrell to come and do just that, only to see Desmond Bain, which we'll talk more about, of course, to get more PT. Um, so let's get on to the second trade of what feels like a thousand of them. Uh, we got Eric Bledsoe, but we all knew Dell felt that he wasn't going to be a part of the Grizz rotation. Um, so we traded him for Pat Beverly, Rajon Rondo, and Daniel Arturo. Um, How do y'all feel about that trade? That trade, I was actually 
get again okay with um because part of the reason i didn't like the original eric bledsoe from pelicans deal was because you know if because there was talk of that they that they wouldn't that they would buy him out so and with that being such a huge contract that then you know didn't allow for them to have much cap space for next year which potentially again you know you can say whatever you want but with you not having much cap space at all you can't attract any free agent if you don't have any money so with him being shipped off to then um to to the clippers like i i feel like that was better just because you know you weren't able to um you know you didn't have to worry about paying their contract and then i actually like pay beverly for you know if he would end up being on the team i, I like the energy i like the you know the defensive you know, awareness that he has there are times where you know when ja um was on wasn't on the floor desmond bain on the floor you struggle defensively at the guard at the guard position sometimes so i was actually looking forward to that for that particular reason um and i just kind of again you know he would seem like one of those people that would embrace um, playing in Memphis, you know, you saw the tweet when the, when the trade first went down that he was like, he was just all excited. He was amped to be here. And so then to kind of, well, again, we'll get to here in a second, but to then see him shipped off again was like, God dang, like the, the holes poked in the blown that quickly. So um, I, I actually like the original, the, the first trade originally. Yeah, this puts in perspective the first actual move that we made with the Pelicans to move the climb up in the draft and take on this contract. Um, once again, as I mentioned earlier, is cap flexibility, um, trying to get give the Grizzlies some cap space, not necessarily to go after a free agent. I honestly believe they're gathering cap flexibility and getting assets to maybe trade for someone major. And then now we with the cap space, you just, you know, re-up with him if he likes playing with Jock for the most part. Um I'm with Skylar here. I I I, I like the deal for Pat Beverly because I knew Pat Beverly was going to embrace the city. And I always say Pat Beverly is a guy that you hate if you're rooting against him, but if he's on your team, you couldn't be a bigger fan of him. Almost similar to Dylan Brooks. Let's just be honest. Um, but in, in the end, I, I did like this deal to kind of get up off of uh, Bledsoe's contract. And um, unfortunately, it, it wasn't it for the Grizz, and we'll get to that later. Yeah, what what I would like to have seen is um, to the point that you just made, Trevor. Like the guy that you love to hate, but hate to love at the same time, right? Is Patrick Beverly, and we say what we want. Um, Pat Beverly's not going to go out there and give you, you know, 25, 30 points a game. Hell, yeah, probably only give you twelve points a game. Um, but he's going to hustle on defense, whether or not he gets crossed by James Harden or not. Um, but I think he would have brought that mentality, that defense mentality that's already here with us um, and would have just linked in perfectly with us. Um, and again, to Skyler's point as well, you know, he had already embraced the culture, which is huge. And, and the thing to do is we continue to watch the NBA, all of us, like seeing how literally the NBA and the world is really like coming up and saying, hey, Memphis is real, right? This is a real team now. Um, and to see those type of tweets go out about everything was just awesome to see. But, you know, hate to see him go. Um, wish him the best when he gets there. Um, but at the end of the day, um, if it's not about the Grizzlies, it ain't about me either. So we all move on from there. To that point, Shitty, uh, you didn't get to spend as much time in Memphis as we all have liked, but you have three podcasters on here, four, including Sharky that would say that Memphis is a basketball city. 
And we can tell by the University of Memphis, you know, coaching staff at this point now, you know, we we'll don't have to talk about it on this show, but salute to them. Um, <laughs> but staying on topic, um, once the trade happened, I honestly, I got the defensive intensity part of the Grizzlies, but I didn't see how Pat Beverly would fit. Um, saying that, you know, we have a backup point guard in Tyus Jones, who we like. Um, and, you know, we get we got a defensive point guard or a defensive guard period in DeAnthony Melton, and we paid him last year. So it's like we got Melton, who can play pretty good defense, versus Pat Bev, who can play pretty good defense but can't do anything offensively. So that's why I was kind of, you know, dumbfounded that on how he would fit in the Grizz rotation. Um, but other than that, another player that was in the trade was Rajon Rondo, and that was a player who – I knew for a fact that we weren't going to keep, but I'm a chess, you know, not checkers player, you know what I'm saying? With Rondo playing with the Hawks last year, I don't think that Trey Young turns up like that immediately in a playoff without learning from Rondo for those few couple months before being traded for the day of the deadline. That's something that I would have, have loved to have seen us do with Ray John, but apparently uh, as reports came out, you know, I think yesterday that we're going to go ahead and buy him out. I would have loved to see Rondo play with the Grizz, you know, like a half a season, help Jai out. You know, Rondo was probably one of the best pure point guards of our generation. And to have him next to, you know, third year John Morant coming in, who's, you know, definitely trying to make the all-star team, I think that would have been a huge help because, you know, it, it takes player coaches. You know, Rondo at this point is one of the best player coaches. Like I said, we saw Trey Young turn up. Uh, we saw playoff. Well, we didn't see playoff Rondo last year, but years before, we know what he can do in the playoffs. And I think that he could have helped Ja you know, mentally, but, you know, um, we're going to buy him out. Um, but and speaking of Patrick Beverly, one more one more trade. Uh, he was traded to the Timberwolves, uh, regardless of, you know, him embracing the culture. And uh, he was traded to the Timberwolves for uh, Wancho, Herman Gomez and Jared Culver. For those who don't know Jared Culver, he's another long guard slash forward who was once a top seven pick uh, a couple years ago. So how do y'all feel about you know, Jared Culver and Juancho Hernan Gomez coming to the Memphis Grizzlies. Tried to be nice to the Grizzlies all episode. And then they pulled this trade off. And then I was just like, I don't understand it. Like, I, I to be honest, I, I completely don't understand it. Like, I get, you know, the discussion of, you know, Jared Culver being in Minnesota. Um, you know, Minnesota, a lot of people don't do well there. I mean, hell, look at look at Carl Anthony Towns. At one point, he's probably considered one of the best big men in the league, and you totally forgot about him. I think, you know, he, there's also a lot that he's dealt with, you know, with his um, with losing family members due to COVID. So you can definitely, you know, give him give him that. But even before they just players typically don't do well just because, you know, management, how that how the team is run and things like that. But he just statistically, he just doesn't play. He just hadn't shot the ball well. He I've watched Timberwolf games, whether they're, they're playing the Lakers, they're playing the Grizzlies and he just did not pop off the screen to me. And so I get the, you know, the risk that comes with it, um, you know, that but since I think they, he has a team option um, after this year. So you can potentially come off the deal to to create cap space um, to whether that's extend jaw, extend Jaren or um, or again, you know, acquire another player. I, I, I get it. But. The thing about this deal and what I want people to understand now is we are in what August. Currently constructed Grizzlies may not make the playoffs, right? Being 100% with you, we may not make the playoffs. So as a fan base, as Memphis basketball fans as we are, are we okay with it? I think that's what we have to look at because when you come off of, when you come off of um, JV, who is, again, he proved that he was the second best player on the team. 
And then you make the trade for Zion Williams, which again, we've talked about that was the reach. We'll get to some of here in a second. And then, you know, there's a, it, it seems as if there's a lot of stock going into, you know, making sure that you have the cap flexibility to do whatever you want to do. That all makes sense. But will that make sense come, you know, May, June, when Grizzlies are fighting yet again for a 8-9 seed to get into the playoffs? Are we going to be okay with it? Like, I just want us to be like, I just want us to understand that, like, that's what potentially may happen. And, again, I'm one of those people that, you know, go for it. We saw what um, what the playoffs looked like when the Lakers got hurt, um, when Brooklyn got hurt. You need to go all in. Like, I would, that would be my mindset. Like, I get, you know, you want to create flexibility. You want to do everything that you can to keep the stars that you have. Do that. But do that also in the mindset of I'm going to prove to John. I'm going to prove to Jaron Jackson, like, we are going to do everything that we can to win. And right now, to be completely honest, I don't see the Grizzlies making the playoffs. And I just want us as fans, I want us starting five. I want everybody to be okay with it. Like when we when it comes to yet, here we are again fighting for eight, nine seed in the in the Western Conference final. Look, Western Conference standing, sorry. Just putting it out there. Yeah, that could potentially happen. But uh, you know, of course I'm Mr. Optimistic, so I'm waiting and seeing. So I believe that Memphis will still be in the playoffs this year because who knows how the Clippers are going to look because you got Kawhi that's probably going to be out all of next season. Um, how the Trailblazers are going to look now because they – let's just be honest, they didn't get better. Um, and then a lot of people are, are pretty much getting healthier. So we'll, we'll see how it shapes up. Like it, it, it all and for intensive purposes, Grizzlies could be on the outside looking in just based on this roster alone. But, again, wait and see. Uh, but as far as the deal um, is concerned, I, I wonder if – Climbing offered Rajon Rondo in this deal. And Minnesota just said, I oh, will take Pat Bev. Because what Pat Bev is going to be for Minnesota, I was expecting him to be that here for Memphis. Like, just be that veteran guy uh, that's going to provide energy and inject some light, life for the uh, most part into, um, into Memphis. Um, but I try to be nice too about Jericho. I try to be optimistic, man. But I, I you can't sometimes, man. Our rule is when someone shows you who they are, man, believe them. I, I just he still can't shoot. Finishing around the rim is, is still shaky. Yes, he can sit down in the chair and play defense, but I, I need if you're coming to Memphis, I need you to be able to knock down the three. You shot terribly from uh from three. You quote unquote improved your free throw shooting. But you went from 49 to 60 percent as a guard. I need you at least in the 70s if you're gonna. Damn, what you shot 49 percent from free free throw line. His rookie point? season, yes, oh 49 percent from the free throw line. His rookie season, and he went and improved it to 60. So essentially, this could be Justice Winslow all over again. <laughs> and and I, I'm not sure, man. I don't see how he's gonna crack the floor. Let's just to be honest with you. Before you go, before you go, I'm so sorry. Which does nothing but prove my exact point. That does nothing but prove exactly what I just said. I don't understand. Like the only thing, the only positive Trevor just named about Jericho is the fact that he went from 49% from the free throw line to 60. That's it. He's still struggling to make layups. He's still struggling to shoot the ball from three, which is what we need. Like, thank you, Trevor. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Like I get like 
Don't understand this trade whatsoever. It has to be for the money. It has to be for the cap flexibility. That's the only. I answer. hope so. I, I hope so. Because I honestly don't see how he's gonna see the floor. You gotta play. You gotta play Zaria Williams. You're not. He's not playing over Kyle. He's definitely not playing over Dylan Brooks. So how is he getting on the floor? Well, I do want to like go back to Skyler's point. This team that we have, the Grizzlies, as constructed on paper, so we're not even going to, you know, play it all out. They are blessed, blessed that the commissioner said we're still going to do playing games from the seventh to the tenth seed. Without that, this team constructed would not make the playoffs. Because if y'all, if we are naive to believe that the Warriors aren't going to be back, and I hear what you're saying, the Blazers didn't get better. But guess what? They were better than the Grizzlies last year. They still don't make the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, and and so like the moves that we've made do not move the needle to us being in the playoffs, let alone winning a championship. The Suns made moves last season to make sure that, yeah, we missed the playoffs, right? But let's get Chris Paul. Let's go in all, all in for Chris Paul. And they at least made the finals. And they made the finals, again, to Skylar's point. You don't know what's going to happen. LeBron, AD, hurt. Jamal Murray, hurt. Kawhi Leonard, hurt. Guillermo, all the way to the finals. And we have gotten people that have they pull up their nba 2k ratings probably sitting at about a 60 to 61 and those players are not helping ja and i do not want to mention anyone else besides ja morant or dylan brooks contend to be in the playoffs i don't see it from these players now yes have some players gotten better yes thing we'll, we'll talk about desmond bain but there is one player in particular that if he doesn't get better, we're really hurt. Really hurt. Yeah, I don't even. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. He's got to give it to me on the floor against real talent. I don't want to see him in no, I don't want to see him shoot arounds no more. I don't want to see him going to Lifetime Fitness no more. I don't want to see him at LOC Gym no more. I want to see this player, we all know who I'm speaking of, actually go against talent. Um, he's got one initial that is multiplied by three, and it's the same thing. <laughs> Kicking it over to you two. Hey, man, y'all know I got full stock in the Jaron Jackson Jr. For those who don't know who CD's referring to, I got full stock, and I don't plan on selling any anytime soon. Why? Because this is the front office, and we talked about this on the last podcast. This is the, literally the front office saying, Jaron, <laughs> this your year, right? And I'm somebody who still believes in him. I'm, I'm somebody who's still pretty young. He can still do the things that, you know, I guess shooting wise and, you know, he can he can get better defensively, of course, and rebounding wise. But we got Steven Adams to kind of help out with that, which would be good. So the, we're, we're literally saying, Jaron, if you can't make it happen this year, bro, we probably going to have to do something, if, especially if you're trying to get a max contract. So um, this <laughs> potential is a word. I know it's a word that y'all don't like, but that, that's R- all this team is, is potential. Riddle me this, too, and I think up, I may know Skyler and Sheedy's answer already. So if Jaron is not up to par by the trade deadline, do you move him? Uh, 
I, I mean, who if, if he's not up to par, then it is kind of like who will want him. You know what I'm saying? So oh, there are I, teams out there that would want him. The Knicks will so take him I, right, right, right now <laughs> if the price was right. So, but 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 the way I the way I see it is that he will be up to par and he will be on the greatest um, team until the end of next season. I mean, until the end of the season for sure. So, end of the season. Th- Okay. Yeah, I, I I do think he survives the, the I'll, trade. I'll, I'm 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 really keeping a close eye here. Like if Jaron is is not twenty north of twenty six to eight rebounds, and he's in and out of the lineup, I'm I'm honestly, I'm I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> I, I'll say this, and I think she will agree with me. So I'll say this, and then we can go on to the summer league. If that's a question that you're asking yourself as, you know, game climbing, if that's a question you're asking yourself, you need to get you should trade him before the deadline, because if he's struggling by the deadline, even if it is the Knicks, what other like who else is there willing to bid on? And then you trade him. What more are you getting? Are you getting a lot of back? Are you getting a lot back in return for him? If that's a question you're asking yourself, is he getting better, or how much longer? How much longer do we give him until we see improvement? How much longer until we see the twenty points, the six to eight rebounds? If you're not getting that by November, December, trade him. Don't even wait to the trade deadline. And even if you're, if even if he's not showing you at that point, you gotta get you gotta get something back for him because if he's struggling until the deadline, even if it is the Knicks, the Knicks may call you, but to give you what? I think I, this I'll just throw on the table. You know, no, no, I, 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 I get exactly what you're saying. Taj Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, I definitely get what y'all get, and and I think this is one of those weird situations where front management, specifically, I call him King Cly, <laughs> King Cly, um, will put himself in a win-win situation. What I mean by that is, if Jaron does come out and succeed and do what he's supposed to do. He's that much more of a trade asset in a way. And then we have the cap space for us to make the trade, Trevor, that you said. Because I honestly think that's going to happen, too. Um, But if he doesn't have a good season, then he can still get traded for other pieces. So it's like I'm we I've never seen this from from a Grizz player before as to we really legit don't know what to expect. But we have one one player who holds. Who, who who holds the future of the Grizzlies in their hand? You know what I'm saying? We love John Morant. We love Dylan Brooks. But he was a top five pick for a reason. That's a lot. We, we missed out on Michael Porter Jr. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that we, we, we watched that draft together. It was like Michael Porter Jr. should have been on the Grizzlies. So we missed out on, you know, uh, Trey Young. I mean, well, we had a job, of course. But, I mean, we didn't have a job. But we could have had Trey Young. Like, we could have had a bunch of different players. So. I'm 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 still going all in, but it's still one of those times it, to be a Grizz fan. It's like we legit don't Bro. know what the future holds for us with with Jaron Jackson. Atlanta and Dallas did that swap and dared the Grizzlies to take one of those players. Right. <laughs> That's how confident they was the whole time when they did the swap for Luka and trade. They dared Memphis to, to, to take one of them. He's like, we're going to do this deal for the swap. Like, we dare you to take one of these players. And like you said, Michael Boyd Jr. could be here, but we'll we'll get to it, man. Let's, let's talk <laughs> Let's talk summer league, man. So summer league, what are some of y'all pros and cons for summer league? Let's start with the pros first. I'll be quick with mine. Uh, mine was seeing Desmond Bain, of course, running point guard. Uh, 
getting better, his ball handling skills. We all know that he can shoot the hell out the ball. But I think becoming more versatile uh, will make Desmond Main uh, that much better in, uh, in, in the rotation because, like I said, we only got, what, two point guards on the depth chart. So the fact that we're able to run Desmond at point now will help. You know, and, and, and we can have like Desmond on point and have, you know, lengthy four guards, you know what I'm saying? You know, on the court with him with Covert, um, Covert Clark and, and Zyra Williams, you know, at the same time and then have a center. However you want to play it, like it's pure versatility at this point. And that's something that I was really happy to see from, from Desmond Bain and the, and the, and the Grizz in the Summer League. Uh, totally agree with you. I, I like the the second you know, I, I talked about this um before we before the season started last year like that second year swag that players get you can tell that Desmond Bain was playing with the second year swag and he you you can tell when he was walking on the floor he's he was saying I'm better than everybody else on this floor and watch me do it so whether it was you know coming off screen rolls you know get into the basket shooting threes which you know I never doubted his ability to shoot the three the only thing that he he didn't showcase us to us last year was just a volume he was good for 50 55 percent from three last year he was only i think averaging like three or four attempts a game so now you know imagine him getting six seven maybe eight attempts like at, at three not not necessarily maybe every game but every couple of games like i think that's going to make a world of a difference so you can see that you know he was he was still able to shoot the ball well i definitely liked him coming off screen rolls getting to the basket um, and he just looks a little bit bigger too. So I think that I think that will ball well for him too. He already had like the NBA body his rookie year, but you can tell he's definitely um added some muscle um and some physicality to his game. So I definitely like that. Um so that was that was my pro. And then also John Conchar and Sean McDermott looked well too. Um they were able to shoot the ball well from three, which I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna totally agree with Trevor. Jared Cover may not see the floor. If John Conchar and Sean McDermott is going, are going to shoot as well as they did in summer league, and again that summer league, it's totally different from summer league to the you know to the NBA um, in the eighty-two game and uh, eighty-two game season. But if they're going to shoot the ball that well, and they're going to give you as much energy as they did on that summer league team, Jerry Cover may not get that many minutes. <laughs> and again, that trade that you make for him will not look that good. Well, I'll start with the obvious and get it out of the way. Um, Desmond Bain, his performance in the summer league is what much to uh, strive for uh, going into the season. I think him showing that he can actually run an offense and be able to handle the basketball, of course, that was something that one of the weaknesses he had coming out of TCU. So like him being able to make the improvement there was what caught my eye there. 69, 69% from three. Like, you, you can't really just – that's just unheard of. But like Skyler said, he got that sec, that second-year swag already there, Williams, so we'll see what, what that looks like as it as we get closer and closer to the season. Um, McDermott and uh, Conchar being able to shoot the ball well, of course, it was uh, was well. Another thing that I'll pick out, and I think it hasn't been mentioned yet, uh, going back to Desmond May, is the camaraderie that he has with Xavier Tillman. Like I, I see a, a, a nice little uh, chemistry development with those two. So in the future with the second unit, you could, that is something that's definitely something that you should probably pay attention to going forward as well. And that's pretty much it for my uh, my pros with the summer league. Yeah, my pro is um, besides the obvious that was already stated was really Xavier Tillman um, and his development and further development. Of course, he's not going to be out there playing the entire summer league and stuff like that. But two games, he averaged seven assists. 
um, you know, and you know, we didn't really talk about that, right? And that and that's kind of like shied upon, um, shied away. And don't get me wrong, summer league versus NBA is going to be completely different. But to see that he actually has that there, um, he wasn't afraid to score. He's still he's still developing like this floater, so to speak, right? Um, because he still is a contrary to belief, he is an undersized big man. Um, to see him still developing his game is awesome. And then, of course, he's still banging down there, getting his rebounds and stuff like that. So to me, um, besides the obvious with Desmond Bain, which is alluding to the trades that occurred, um, Xavier Tillman is here to stay. Um, and he's proven himself uh, not only in summer league, but hopefully he's going to translate that and do as well on NBA when the regular season. Excuse me, I keep saying NBA, but the regular season as well. Yes, sir. Salute to Mr. Draymond Green Jr., right? That's one of, definitely one of my favorite players on the roster right now. Um, hopefully don't the Grizz don't trade him. You know, I shouldn't have said I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> him being one of my favorite players. But let's go on to the negatives. What were some of the negatives y'all looked at? I'll go ahead and start keep it simple. I would have loved to see Zyra Williams play a lot more. I think he played what maybe two games, I think. Um, I would have loved to see him play more. Um what what are y'all thoughts? Would have loved to see him play more, but I think you kind of also you saw that from a lot of teams. I won't say a lot of teams. You saw that from quite a few teams, whether you know it was Detroit not playing Kay Cunningham, you know the entirety of their tournament. Houston did the same thing with Jalen Green, um, and I think Toronto did the same um, as well too with their top five picks. So it, that's understandable. Yeah. I don't have a con, but I have a pause for concern or question. Zaire Whips again. Now he, now he didn't play. He didn't practice much with the team, and you, he showed flashes. But the thing about that is, James Booknight looked really good. You know, Trey Murphy looked really good. Uh, Moses Moody looked really good. These were players that were available for the Grizzlies. You know, whether they stayed at their original pick or if they moved up, those are players that looked really good in summer league, and those players they passed on. So. That would be my thing. I get I get that he didn't practice much with the team, so he didn't have as much camaraderie and, you know, he wasn't able to develop, you know, that chemistry with his other teammates. I get it. But players that were available when he when Zyra Williamson was available, there were players that were available that were not taken by the Grizzlies that were selected by other teams that they looked really, really good. So <laughs> that would be my only thing. Yeah. That's it with me. Is it, was. It's not one. Of course, he didn't play much. Two. He was not. Like I said not featuring in the offense a lot, and that could be, of course, obviously because he didn't practice with the team. There's something there, but who we we better hit on this one. I, I promise, because as Skyler said, James Booknight looked great. Moses Moody looked great. Trey Murphy the third looked great. Like everybody, Memphis could have, and let's be honest, all of us agree should have taken. They all look pretty good right now. So, and I even said it after, uh, I think it was the last episode. Like, James Booknight better not hit for Charlotte because he does. Memphis is going to regret not taking James Booknight. But, um, that's pretty much all I have as far as the con. It's just, it's much, it's flashes there, but I, I got to see it. Like, you you don't look like a top 10 pick to me. You, you're a project, and once again, if you're going to be a project, then you still should have stayed at 17. But that's just me. You know, big words. I don't know how to follow those uh, up there, fellas. But uh, I think I, I want to give an overall con, um, not to the Grizzlies, but just to summer league itself. It, it seems as though we've watered down summer league. 
Um, and what I mean by that is like, of course, you know, we're never going to get back to a 2004 or 2003 summer league, right? Um, 2004 summer league with LeBron, uh, Wade, Bosh, stuff like that. But you saw it in those games. And even afterwards, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, you know, moving on to years after that, the, the love to want to be there and to play and to showcase your talents. I didn't really see that during this summer league, so to speak, and not in a, a bad way. I just think like we're just going away from it, so to speak. Like summer league is just here, and it's it's not. I'm trying to do my best when I'm out there. It's almost like I want to do great out here, but I also don't want to hurt myself. Almost like preseason football, NFL football, right? I want to do well, but I don't want to do too well to where I might injure myself. Um, and so not to add on to what you guys have already said, because those were excellent points about Williamson. But I, I would like to see more stock taken into Summer League at, in totality as opposed to what it is. Because, I mean, didn't we win Summer League last year? Right? And Yeah, the last Summer League Grizz won the whole thing. And that was without Ja. And Ja wanted to be out there despite, you know, his injury. So to yeah. your point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that, boom, mic drop, bow. I'm done. Real good punch, y'all. Um, see, you mustn't see the, the kid taking the ball between his legs in the game, but that's neither here or there. I did. And what is what was that? Two points? Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Is he gonna be on a Rockets roster? Uh huh. <laughs> Man, I don't is he know gonna be on a Rockets roster by come November? <laughs> we'll see. Cool, cool. I mean, cool. no disrespect so, to him or the Rockies. I'm just, 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 just be real. Not with that John Wall. <laughs> so before we end, gentlemen, uh, shout out to Nathan Chester. Uh, last week, he wrote an article in which he uh, stated the Grizzlies' projected roster rotation. Um, he had John Morant starting, Desmond Main. Dylan Brooks, Jan Jackson, and Steven Adams. Do you all agree that that will be the starting lineup next year? Nope. Shouldn't be any other way. Trev? You're on mute, Trev. What, the current fight that two just named? Yeah, so that's what Nathan uh, from Grizzly Bear Blues. Shout out to shout, him. Shout, uh, that's, shout, that's, shout, out, shout out to Nate. That's, that's yeah. my guy. But, that's, um, the, uh, that's the projected roster you said let, on the article let's, that he wrote last let's week. Meet. Lest we forget the um the real most improved player of the year, you just gonna take him out of the starting lineup. Starting lineup is Ja Dylan, Kyle Anderson, uh the guy with the same letter three times as Sheedy points out to him, and Big Steve and him. So <laughs> that's your starting five right now. Like until something else changes. Yeah, I agree with Trevor's point. Um, you, you don't take away the trajectory that Kyle Anderson has been on um, and what it can provide defensively. Now, Desmond Bain becomes sixth man. Now, let's let's not let's not overstep our boundaries. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, first yeah, and there's going to be like, first of all, we said this before, we take a lot of stock in starting five, like literally the starting five players, but a lot of teams don't play their starting five for 30 minutes or so. A lot of teams play their sixth, seventh, and eighth man sometimes over 25 to 30 minutes. So because Desmond Bain, because I'm saying that Desmond Bain, I'm agreeing with Trevor, is not starting, does not mean to me he's not going to have significant minutes within the game. Matter of fact, I believe he's going to be part of the closing part of the game, which is more important to me than the starting part of the game. Um, so, yep. yes, give me Kyle, move Dylan on down. But when it comes down to I need points, I need them quick, 
Desmond Bain is going to be there. Yeah, there you go. Skyler, you look, you're looking kind of like, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. I think the reason I will prefer Desmond Bank to start over Kyle Anderson is just his ability to stretch the floor. I, I get everything that comes with Kyle Anderson, uh, but because of the unknown of how well Jaws 3 will or his jump shot will look um, by the time the season comes around, I think that's why you have to start Desmond Bain. Because you see, again, to Trevor's point, you saw what he he shot 69% from three in summer league. Again, that's summer league, but hell, it ain't gonna come down that much. So if hell, I'll take 55, 60%. If somebody's gonna shoot 55, 60% from three, he should be starting on anybody's team, in my opinion. Starting and closing to Sheedy's point. I, I'm I'm with you there, but here's my thing. And well, because you are the proponent of let's just go for it. So would you rather so you want to push all your chips in towards the table like that, or do you want to save that starting five for you know last couple of minutes in the four, and you need some buckets and you need some four, four floor spacing for Ja? Like you, you I, would, just, I would still. I don't. I would start Desmond, and he would also close the game for me. The big thing yeah. about that lineup is it's not Desmond Bain; it's now Kyle Anderson. It's what it's what Jared Jackson Jr. looks like. That's what that starting five looks like. I mean, <laughs> the that's the of the starting five. If he's not that guy from the bubble a year and a half ago or last year, doesn't matter what that starting five is. Honestly, that's true. Uh, um, <clears throat> enter <laughs> Tyler Hero into this conversation about JJJ. End of discussion. Of course, my vote would be the uh, the star Kyle Anderson as well. Um, and looking at the roster, we don't need we don't have too many shooters off the bench. Um, I guess besides Sean McDermott, if y'all expect y'all um, him to have a good season. Um, so of course, like y'all y'all know how I feel about slow mode. Uh, definitely starter. I think second best playmaker on the team. You you got to start him. Um, most improved. What should have been most improved last year, but that's neither here and there. Um, y'all have anything else to add for this episode? All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate y'all for checking us out on this episode. We definitely miss y'all. Uh, Captain, again, we miss you, but you, we know you out here doing your thing, man. Um, make sure you all follow us at, at uh, Starn5MEM on Twitter. Uh, start, uh, <laughs> follow us at Grizzly Bear Blues, SB Nation. Shout out to the squad. Uh, and follow yours, yours truly, at Tev Shakira on Twitter, Instagram, and everywhere that has a handle. Um, I'm at underscore Scott Lee on Twitter. Again, I'm in my Desmond Bain year, or should I say my Desmond Main year. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the Art of Trevor on Twitter. First letter of each word is capitalized except of because it's the preposition, and it's, it's the Juice Man year. OJ the Juice Man. Make the there you go. Made. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys can follow me. It's the Jamaican spot. I mean, it's really sheety. Um, on, make sure you go ahead and follow me uh, when you can. That's another story for another time, folks. <laughs> sometimes I love y'all, and sometimes I just can't stand y'all. <laughs> well, I'm glad you sit down. I'm glad you sit down then. <laughs> Till next time, y'all. Peace. Go, Grizz. <laughs>